Good afternoon, y'all. <laughs> Good afternoon. Uh, welcome back, Kingdom, to Kingdom Sisters Radio. I'm your girl, Myra. I'm your girl, Skaya. And I'm your girl, Casey. So when you make the decision... Uh, we, so we just going to jump right in? We're not going to ask how our week went or nothing? Oh, you want to talk? <laughs> okay. You, something went on? Okay, okay. Go ahead. Uh, say, I don't know. <laughs> well, there's like, you know, I, I don't really know. Go ahead and talk about your week then. <laughs> well, I mean, so nothing really big happened to my week this happened in the week, but so I got a summons for jury duty, right? And oh. I'm looking at the summons. I'm like, dang, why they call me for jury duty? I don't want to go jury duty and stuff. And I was like thinking about that. And I'm just like, what the heck? How am I going to get out of this? And I'm like trying to figure out ways of how I'm going to get out of it. And they haven't even picked me yet. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm going to get out of it. And then I um, asked my manager to see if they pay you for jury duty. But, you know, my job, I guess they fraudulent. So they're like, no, you have to take vacation time for jury duty. But it's by day by day basis, so you don't really know if you're like how many days you're gonna have jury duty, anyway. Yeah. But then I started to, to think more, and I started to think about it. And I'm like, maybe I'm supposed to be in the room, and I was like, I'm just gonna pray about it, and I'm gonna just pray like, Lord, if this is your will and it's for for me to be in this room, then you know, let it be. But if not, then please let these people not call me. <laughs> <laughs> but I was thinking about how Christians we need to be in more rooms you know we need to be in the places where people don't expect us to be sometimes and I'm feeling like if I'm called for that jury duty then I'm supposed to be in that room because maybe that me being in there as a Christian individual will be the tipping point for whoever is on trial, you know? Yeah, the outcome of the situation. Oh, that's right. good. No, that's that's good. Mm. But yeah, that's all I wanted to share, y'all. <laughs> okay, okay. No, no, that that's that's really good. Um honestly, like if we're talking about weeks, if there's anything significant that really happened in my week, um not really. <laughs> it's been the same old, same old, but I've just been having dreams a bit more lately than usual. And um, so I'm going to talk about it a little later. But if, you know, if I feel led to, to speak about it, but I've been having a lot more dreams lately. And for a while, I didn't have dreams for a while, for, a, um, you know, a long time, I didn't have dreams. Then all of a sudden, I keep getting these dreams. So anyway, that's that's the only thing. Work has been the same. <laughs> but I've been um but I've been pushing myself to you know to get get out of bed because I'm so used to working from home. <laughs> it's like I sometimes I forget that I have to go to an office anyway. So yeah, that's how my week has has been. I've just been trying to get into some some uh a routine, but not really too much of a routine. Just I'm just trying to get into some form of I want my creative juices to flow a bit more. And I feel like I put myself in a box of with my time. Like, oh, since I went to work and I come home, then I start making dinner. And I'm just like, that's it. That's that's my day. <laughs> and so I'm trying to get out of the routine of just coming home, 
eating dinner and going to bed. I'm trying to do more stuff with my time, if that makes sense. Um, how about you, Skya? How how have you been doing? I've been great. Um, I'm glad that I have a job where they really take people's thoughts and um, comments into consideration. They often ask for feedback and they implement the feedback uh, very quickly. So they gave us a rest and renew day um, okay. uh, on Friday. Yeah, because wow. we were all, you know, they just say, you know, take the day off. And um, I also have Monday off. So I'm just really taking this time to relax and renew and utilize my creativity because I've been feeling really inspired right now. I'm baking like three batches of cookies uh, <laughs> to okay. people. I need some cookies. I will. I, I made the oatmeal cranberry right chocolate chip that you like. Um, oh, yeah. Hold and up. I, I felt like I almost perfected my cookie recipe. Like the last time I made it, I felt like it was pretty close to perfect. Like I had no uh, faults with it. So um, I'm really. Did you put the orange zest in it? Ooh, no. Interesting. Oh. That's going to add another level to it. I don't really. <laughs> It's really gonna be uh, even more, even more perfect than before. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine how that would be good in it, but uh, I didn't see that in the recipe, so I didn't get any oranges. I have to see if I have some oranges to do that. But I haven't baked it yet. I just have the dough chilling right now. So, oh, okay, yum, yum. I I, <laughs> I haven't baked any cookies, but I did buy a cookie cookie uh candle and i can't wait to get it chocolate chip cookie candle so <laughs> why why do i have a knack for getting food candles i don't know but i got three of them i got three food candles that's on the way so that's something that's good that happened it's already shipped and it's gonna be coming I, I got a lemon vanilla cake from the, the um, goose creek <laughs> okay yeah see same same here i got four candles from goose creek because they were on sale and i got all kinds of different ones but i have a chocolate chip cookie that i'm curious if it really smells like it so i can't wait to get that but um okay all right awesome well i'm glad that you you're getting your creative juices flowing and um if something comes out of that uh, business comes out of that then whoa <laughs> okay <laughs> let me find out um i will support 1000 percent. okay and we are back at it again and this is episode four and uh the title of this episode it's gonna kind of reveal itself throughout <laughs> throughout uh, throughout the podcast you're gonna kind of get a feel for what we're going to be talking about but i just want to um just give you the title and it's going to be deeper and the subtopic is ready aim fire now it's a subtopic but the, it's really one in the same in the sense and so we're going to be uh expanding upon this topic on today and hopefully it'll be something that will be beneficial to you all now this topic actually was brought up from our very own Casey. She she wanted to talk about this. She brought it up and I was like, mm, that 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 sounds good. So it do you want to speak a little bit on on why you want wanted to talk about this particular topic? Oh okay. So I feel like it's important that we speak about this because um I for one, I feel like I was a lukewarm Christian not even realizing it. You know, I've always had a love for God since I was a child. Um, but sometimes as Christians, we 
we focus more on the word Christian and not on what it means to be a follower of Christ. And in my walk, yes, I love God, but I wasn't practicing what I was supposed to be practicing. I wasn't doing, I, I wasn't practicing the principles of being a follower of Christ all the time. You know, it's like, yeah, I love God and I pray every once in a while, you know, and things like that. And I never really gave my fully gave myself to the Lord. So I was a lukewarm Christian without even realizing it. I had like one toe in and the rest of my foot out, Mm. you know, but I feel like a lot of Christians do this. And we, we were so quick to say that we're a Christian, but it's like, does your life reflect what you're saying that you are? Because to say that you are a follower of Christ is a whole nother story than just saying, you know, I'm a Christian, because people love to say I'm a Christian. But to say that you are a follower of Christ, that means you are all in following God. Mm, that's so true. Yeah. And I, I was kind of in that same scope, too, of, you know, being a lukewarm Christian. Many of us, uh, I feel, are at, at one point in our lives lukewarm, but there are some who are just like on fire out of the womb. They on fire for God and, you know, for Jesus and being a follower of, of Jesus Christ. And um, those are those are rare circumstances for some people. But many of us, uh, I feel, you know, at one point of our lives or, you know, even in our even actively as of right now, you may be lukewarm, but you don't you don't have a word for it. You don't realize that you're lukewarm. So we want to talk about this a little bit because I feel like this will be helpful for many people. So um, when you make the decision, first of all, to go deeper, you are telling God that first you're willing to walk with him. And second, you're willing to allow him to lead you, which in part means that you are willing to be obedient with God. So however, Many of us like prevent our relationship with God from flourishing at the magnitude that it needs to be due to being neutral or moderate. In other words, lukewarm. So lukewarm Christians are prevalent in the kingdom today um, because there are levels to this thing. Now, I'm not saying levels in the sense of your religious life or how active you are in church. I'm talking about levels to your faith and understanding of Jesus. So lukewarm is described as showing little enthusiasm. So being indifferent, half-hearted, tepid, or is it tepid? (laughs) I believe it's half-hearted, tepid, and unenthusiastic. So I will provide 10 indicators that you may be a lukewarm Christian. And I just want to give this disclaimer. This is not to make you feel convicted. And if you feel convicted, that is a sign that you have one or more of these indicators in your life. And the first step to getting better in any circumstance is to acknowledge the problem for there is always a solution. So number one, they are not willing to make sacrifices. For example, fasting, tithing, and worship. Those are just some examples. They're not willing to make that sacrifice. Number two, they have a me mentality. So what can God do for me? How can he make my life better? A me mentality. Number three, they only come to God when they have a problem. Number four, they do not share that they have a relationship with God or their faith. Number five, 
They have a fear of the end. And so um, when I say that, you know, before when I was lukewarm, when I would hear about Revelation, I'd be like, mm. <laughs> I would get I would get nervous for some reason. I would get I would get fearful. I would get scared when I would hear about Revelation because it was not something that I wanted to to hear because I knew that I was not right at that at that point in time. So if you have a fear of the end, if you have a fear of revelation, then that's, that's an indicator that you may be lukewarm. Number six, they twist the word of God to justify sin. Number seven, they like to claim to be non-judgmental. Number eight, they care more of what others think rather than what God thinks. Number nine, they only give time to God one day out of the week. And number 10, they have no desire to go deeper with God. So those are 10 indicators. So uh, going by the first one, they're not willing to make sacrifices, for example, fasting, tithing, and worship. Well, I'm going to say this. So this was me where I didn't want to sacrifice the things that I wanted to do. I wanted to hang out with my friends. I wanted to party. I wanted to do all those things. I felt like if I was all in I wouldn't be able to do all of those things and I wouldn't be having fun so there's the deception of the enemy basically making me feel that way that if I committed myself because I I looked at being a follower of Christ as a higher standard but it was intimidating because I felt like there's this is something that I might fall short of so let me just get what I need to get out first. And I'll always be thinking like, oh, yeah, when I turn around 40 years old, I, I know I'm going to be like a Christian, you know, diehard Christian, you know. And it's like <laughs> people do this all the time. They're like, oh, when I get older and stuff like that. And people think that being a committed Christian, you got to be old in order to do it. But you know what? God has other plans for me. You know, he showed me some things and delivered me from some things. And I'm so grateful that he did at the age that he did, because why are we waiting until we're, we're old if we make it that far in the first place? Mm. And thinking that if I can't drink or if I can't go hang out with my friends, then I can't have fun. And it's like, who told you you can have fun with <laughs> without drinking <laughs> yeah. or partying? And, you know, all Come this on. stuff It's like, we we are brainwashed sometimes to thinking that this is what it, fun is when reality mm -hmm. that's those things are the things that bring us deeper into a hole that God has to dig us out and eventually you know mm -hmm. yeah. absolutely so a lot of people when they do those things you know they it just it brings them in a deeper darker place than um you know, if they had just chosen to do something else with their time, um, because fun is what you make it, as people say. And I do believe that um, I've never been fond of that kind of lifestyle. And so I was looked at differently because of that. Um, and I really didn't care what people thought of me, you know, because I did what I felt was really comfortable for me. It didn't mean that I didn't engage with people. I still did, but I did it in a way that made me feel comfortable and then I could actually have a positive impact on people, you know, in fellowship with others. Um, yeah, so one of the things I wanna talk about, um, Myra, that you said, and I'm speaking from the perspective of someone who is kind of 
concerned that they are lukewarm or concerned that they're not spending enough time with God. And so then, you know, they feel like they're just falling off. So I'm speaking from that perspective today. Um, and so one of the things that you mentioned was one, giving God uh, only one day of your week. So giving him time only one day of the week. And um, there was something else that you mentioned um, that I definitely want to talk about. So sacrifice. Um, when I think about being a lukewarm Christian, I think of someone who is undecided, as you all mentioned. So they haven't fully committed to God, but they are riding the fence of flesh and spirit. And they haven't made that decision to pick up their cross and follow God and walk this walk forever. Mm-hmm. And so sacrifice is important to God. Um, absolutely. So important to God. Um, the main distinction that comes to my mind between a lukewarm Christian and someone who is on fire for God is how much they're willing to sacrifice uh, for Jesus. Um, and I think about Luke 18, 18. Uh, and in this scripture, a uh, ruler asked Jesus how he could inherit eternal life. And Jesus uh, told him how he could do it. And so he's like, give up, you know, all that you have. And then follow me and he was a very rich man so it was really hard for him to take and he was like you know like who can enter then you know because he's like I think all of these things you know um and then he was like sell all you have and distribute to the poor and you will have treasure in heaven so come follow me uh, but he got very sad when he heard it because he was a rich man and Jesus saw he became very sad and he said you know, how hard is it for those who have riches to enter the kingdom of God, for it is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich man to enter the kingdom of God. And those who heard it, um, who then can be saved. But he said these things. um, And then he said, with these things, it's impossible. But with God, it's possible. So Mm -hmm. in this scripture, what I think uh, when I think about it is sacrifice here, right? So no, not all the time you have to give up everything that you have. Because some people, when they read the scripture, like, you want me to give up all of my stuff? You know, um, that's, you know, that's not necessarily what's happening here. The point is, how much are you willing to give up for him? If he asks you right now to give up everything that you have to follow him, would you be willing to do it? Mm -hmm. And that's a hard thing, but how much do you love God? How much are you willing to give up for him? How much do you believe that he is God? You know, it's, I would think it's impossible for a lukewarm Christian to say, you know, uh, I'm gonna give up all of these things for God. They, they might be the one that's like, hold up. Let me think about this a little longer. Let me take mm-hmm. a step back. This is a hard thing, you know? And <laughs> so that's what I think about. So sacrifice is so important. I mean, Jesus paid the ultimate sacrifice, right? God Mm -hmm. paid the ultimate sacrifice when he gave his son for us. And so I think even if somebody who doesn't spend um, as much time as they want with God, that may not necessarily mean that they're lukewarm Christian if they are willing to give up all that they have and who they are currently for him and for his sake. Mm-hmm. Yes. And then, so the key, the key 
word to to keep in mind here, you know, as she stated, you have to be willing. So if you're not willing at all, then that is an indicator that you may be lukewarm. And even if you are willing, some there, there's some aspects of that. But if you have a, a willing heart, that that is very important. Um, and I just want to speak on, you know, non a non-monetary level. There are some some Christians, some believers that that you know pay tithes or they offer, you know, monetary wise, um, as when when they're told to, you know, in church, and then they also they they like, oh, I gotta give, so let me give because that's what I'm supposed to do, and that is absolutely true. But also, there are some that give but don't praise God or don't worship God or don't see God's face, you know, heart. Yeah. It's not from the heart. And uh, I believe that worship is a sacrifice. You know, this morning as I was worshiping God, this song came to my mind and and it's not a song that I've heard before, but it may be a song out there that talks about this. But as I was worshiping God, I was like, Lord, let my praise reach the heavens. Let my worship touch you. I want you to ask who touched me. And I kept repeating that over and over because I wanted to get to that level of emptying out myself. Um, and so I could, so God can know that I'm, I'm here and I'm willing to give up all of myself in order to be in your presence. And I feel like some people, they don't go as deep as they need to in their worship. And worship is a sacrifice. So even if you don't have money, are you worshiping God? Are you praising him? Are you giving him the time that he so deserves? Mm -hmm. Even if you have a penny in your pocket and you're like, you're holding on to that penny. Are are you doing something else to, you know, to level out that, that need to give? Like, are you, are you worshiping God? And um, I, I feel like there's some people that, that may not, you know, that may not do that. Um, Cause they feel like there's the only way that I can sacrifice is through monetary means not realizing that they can offer something else up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Definitely. And, and so, um, yeah, but, but that's good. Both of y'all, y'all really spoke so eloquently uh, about that, you know? Um, and so, yeah, that's definitely something to think about. And then that number two, that me mentality, what can God mm-hmm. do for me? How can he make my life better? You know, that me mentality, that can get you. That can get you. You may be in a me mentality and you don't even realize it. So right. what do y'all have to, to say about that? Is there anything you want to add on to that uh, particular indicator? No, yeah. I agree with both of y'all. Okay. All right. And then number three, they only come to God when they have a problem. So, I mean, that's not really much we can expand upon that, but they only come to God when they have a problem that that is, you know what, honestly, okay, okay, <laughs> let me let me just be real for for a second here. I am a believer. 1000%. I am a believer. Jesus Christ is my Lord and Savior. Uh, but I don't come to God all the time when I just have like a problem 
I come to God all the time, but sometimes those problems do come up, you know, and you're just like, Lord, I'm, I'm zoning in on this. I'm zoning in on this problem. And sometimes that can be a bit distracting because by you zoning in on that problem, that is an indicator that you're worrying. So I just want to mention that you're worrying about something and it keeps on nagging at you. So every time you worship, you, you keep on pinpointing that. And I, that is um, like something that I'm working on, but you have to build up a faith that, that, you know, uh, it's just so focused on God and, um, and not worry too much about the problem when you're worshiping, because if you're worrying while you're worshiping, you're not worshiping. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like when people go to God only when they want something, they're taking him for granted because they're like, oh, Lord, you know, I, I just really need this to happen, you know. And then sometimes people say these prayers where they're like, if you do this for me, then I'll do this, make a deal with God and knowing good and darn well that you're, you did not, you were not serious about what you said, you know, in that moment you were because you were terrified and you know, that was the only, God was the only person that could help you. Come on. When he pulled you through, you like, you got amnesia. (laughs) I feel like you should be more afraid of that because you were like saying, Hey Lord, this is what I'm going to do. You know, you're you're basically making a promise that you didn't keep and you can't keep Ooh. doing that. And it's like we do these things not realizing because you're taking God for granted. Mm. Absolutely. I think about that that scripture too, and you mentioned that um, you know, uh, I don't have it at the top of my head. Um, but they look in the mirror and it's like they made that commitment. Or they say that they make that commitment to God. You know, they read his word, but then as soon as they leave the mirror, they forget what they look right. like. It's like they forgot mm-hmm. all of the principles, you know, um, that they read about. They forgot everything that, you know, they're supposed to do as a Christian. You know? Yeah. So, um, absolutely. But if you are fully committed, you're not going to forget. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. That, yeah. And, uh, guiding every decision that you make in your life um so I definitely agree with you there for sure what the uh, yeah I agree with you I definitely agree with you that's kind of a kid mentality too because it's like you are a child of God but like you you're saying oh god I'm gonna do this I'm gonna make sure I do this right I'll do this right it's kind of like you're you're talking to a parent and you want to tell them everything like good that you think that they would like you to say right. and then you're just like after you get what you want or you get the idea that you think that you've gotten what you want you go you revert back to the way you yeah. were before and it's like mm-hmm. did you just say <laughs> did you just say <laughs> what did you say you know and so and God does honor words if you mean it from the heart and you actually gonna you know make your mind up that you're gonna do it he will he will honor you in that sense like if you make a set time for when you when you pray and you say god i'm gonna be i'm gonna meet you at this time like he will show up if you really mean it and if you really do show up obedience is key with that number four they do not share that they have a relationship with god or their faith and so this is like mm, this is like when People look at you and and they don't know that you have any. Now, everyone looks different. 
you know, this is this what I just want to make people aware of. Everyone looks different, but everyone does not act act the same as well. So everyone looks different. Everyone acts differently. And the way you act is a sure reflection of the God that you serve as well. And sometimes if you get like your order wrong at a drive-thru and you just like, beep, 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 beep. <laughs> you're like, beep, you just, you just cursing and you're doing, you've been all kinds of ways and, 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 and you, you're trying to get your way with, with something, or you just want to make sure that they know that you're angry. You know, people will look and you be like, oh, she's definitely not a Christian. Like, um, yeah, that's the, that's the first thing that comes to mind. So the, how you behave is is very important. And there's often the anger and things like that, that if you're quick to anger, um, that could be something that can be like an indicator that you may be working through something because you can still be a, a believer, but be working through things that's totally okay. But if when people look at you, they'd only see look at you and they don't see god you know yeah they, they don't see god in any any way shape or form they don't see god <laughs> at all they just look at you and they just see a person or an angry woman or an angry man and, and they don't see god at all and it's like when you when you open your mouth you know it's funny i was just this is this is something okay during this week during this very week i was on the phone with someone a client i was speaking with her and i was as i was talking she, I didn't say anything about God at all, but I said something within the words of, I'm just going to speak that into existence for you. I said something within that lines and she said, oh, you a believer. And when she said that, I got happy, y'all. I almost heard it. in the <laughs> office. I was like, yes, yes. <laughs> this is the moment. <laughs> I'm not saying it, but I want you to know that that's who I am and I love who I am. And for you acknowledging that I didn't say anything to her in return. She just acknowledged the fact that I was a believer because of how I spoke to her. So it's ways of how you speak to people that people will get a reaction. They will get this, this knowing, uh, the knowing comes to them like, oh, she's definitely like, she's probably a believer. He's probably a believer by how they're speaking and how they're behaving, you know? Yeah. I, I find um, it interesting that you said that because um, the best friend from Insecure, what's her name? Uh, Yvonne orgy or something like that mm -hmm. so she she's she has a show where it's kind of like a reality show where the kids hook up their mom or their dad they're trying to help them find a date and it's like it's called my mom your dad and there was this one guy on there um you know he was a nice looking older gentleman everybody kind of liked him they're like oh yeah he's very handsome and stuff but i guess he um he spoke a about God like watching the show I didn't really hear him talk about God too much but they're actually living in the house together you know and I guess he had certain standards about how he wanted to do things and people were just watching him you know and this um other lady she just told him one day she was like I was I just want to like tell you that I just appreciate your love that you have for God and just I just want to be around you and the the fact that you love God so much and you know that you're 
you know, that he's so focused on God and the way he is with his family and the way he talks about God and things like that. She says she want it makes her want to go to church. And that's like the thing. And I can see him tearing up that it affected him because he didn't even realize that he was making an impact on this woman. And now she's like, I want to get a better relationship with God. I always, you know, know that God's there, but she was like, mm-hmm. I, I really want to start going back to church and getting a better relationship with God, just being around you. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that's a beautiful thing. Yeah. Yeah. That's beautiful. It's like, I feel for him, like, Mm-hmm. I didn't even see it, but it's like, I can just imagine, you know, how he must have felt. And I can just, I felt myself starting to tear up because you really want your actions, you know, the way you speak to people, you want people to see God in you mm-hmm. um, because that means, okay, we must be uh, representing him well. And so mm-hmm. that really, that touched me there too. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That's beautiful. Mm, a good representation. Um, yeah. So, so yeah, that, mm. <laughs> so, um, I want to go, go ahead, go ahead. No, go ahead. <laughs> I, um, I want to go back to the, the me complex. Uh, mm. and, um, so I was just looking Matthew 10, 37, 39, And, you know, somebody who has like this me, me mentality, this uh, scripture really shows that it's it's about God. You know, it's always been about God, but just let you know, if you weren't sure, it is about him. And so Matthew 10, uh, 37 to 39 says, he who loves father and mother more than me is not worthy of me. And he who loves son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me. And he who does not take his cross and follow after me is not worthy of me. He Mm. who finds his life will lose it. And he who loses his life for my sake will find it. So God needs to be your all in all, not yeah. he comes to you whenever you need him. He, you know, you need to go to God with a genuine heart and go to God because you want to have a relationship with him. You desire him more than anything and anyone else. So um, he's not, you're at your beck and call. Um, but we are here for him and for his glory. And someone who is after God and who's willing to give up all that they have, all that they are, including their life for his glory, um, is no doubt that they are for God and um, that they are on fire for him. Mm. Yes. Yes. Mm, that's good. Yeah, that, that's so true. Yeah, that's healthy. <laughs> that's healthy. Um, now, I was on, let's see, the, okay, number five. Oh, did, did we, did everyone say what they wanted to say about that? Yeah, I mean, I definitely agree with y'all. You just want to, you can represent him either through the way that you just interact with people and also just, um, and the little things that you do, like, for example, my Facebook page, you know, I try to show that I'm a Christian because I don't like to be involved with social media at all. And the times mm-hmm. that I am involved with social media, it's usually just to check on friends and, you know, like what they're doing or promote whatever business they have. Or, you know, God gave me a word to share on Facebook, which is really rare that he gives me a word to actually share on Facebook specifically. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, just on my page, you know, 
I try to show that I'm a Christian because I have like a cross, you know, someone showing that they surrendered to God. And um, so little things like that, you know, um, also the way that I interact with people. So. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I just want to note something like before when I didn't, when I was considered a lukewarm in that sense, when I would see people with a Facebook page that like had things of, of God on there, I'll be like, Oh, they change. Oh, they, they, they different now. Okay. Uh, mm-hmm. that, that's, that's, that's cool. I wouldn't press the unfollow, but I'll just be like, Oh, they changed. You know, that was, that'll be the automatic like reaction. And what I'm noticing now that with my walk with God, um, as I'm posting more things that are God related and, and God focused, um, you know, I've noticed that the reactions that I'm getting is just so like sporadic. It's just so interesting to the reactions that I'm getting. It's either people don't want to see it and so they press the unfollow or it's like people just ignore it completely as well. And it's like, it's, it's just interesting, but I don't care. You get to that mentality eventually. Um, you, you just don't care what people think. And I'm going to talk about that one of those bullet points uh, as well in just a second. But number five, they have a fear of the end. So we already kind of, we already kind of, I already kind of mentioned what that is and what that, you know, what that symbolizes, you know, fear of the end, fear of death, fear of, you know, hell, that type of thing. Um, What do y'all think about that? Like fear of hell as a lukewarm Christian? Um, so there's a church that, you know, we used to go to when we were younger and the pastor used to always say, um, at the end, if you're not saved, if you don't know where you're going, when you, um, if you die, if you don't know where you're going and, you know, stuff like that, he would say that. And every time he would say that, I would just get so nervous. I was like, why do you always say that? You know, it's like, <laughs> like the fact that he said it, I was going to die and go to hell immediately, you know? And it was like, <laughs> okay. I wasn't even at that point doing anything bad. I was a kid, you know, but I know I wasn't like where I needed to be, you know? So I'm like, every time he said that, I would just, I would just get nervous. Like, I think I need more time. Like we always think we need more time, but it's like, what are you doing in between that time? Um, So like revelations three and 15 through 16, um, he says, I know your works. You are neither hot. You're neither cold nor hot. With that, you were neither cold or hot. So because you are lukewarm and neither hot nor cold, I will spit you out of my mouth. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, we like to ride the fence because we don't want to make that commitment. But yet we're scared that if it happens now, we didn't have enough time to make up for what we were supposed to do. Because we know that we were supposed to do something. We all know that we are called to do more, even when we don't actually realize it. We know there's more to our lives. That's why people are always talking about their purpose and seeking after what they're meant to do in life, you know. And that desire to want to know more, but in the wrong places, and us knowing that we're not going in the right direction, actually, makes us fear death because we're like 
we need more time. We need more time. But the thing is, we're not walking like we could die tomorrow. So we need to make every day purposeful, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And you know what? To to add on that, to that scripture um, from, I believe you, it was Luke. No, Revelation. I'm sorry. Revelations uh, 14 through, through 16. Um, that was to the church of Laodicea. And uh, Laodicea supplied neither healing for the spiritually sick, nor refreshment for the spiritually weary. So they they weren't feeding their their brothers and sisters in that sense. So that that kind of touches upon that previous question about like people don't know that that you even are are following God or that you are uh, in fact a Christian. But uh, I want to focus on that spit out. Like, what does it mean to be spit out by God? So I begin to look it up and spit could also mean vomit. And as you may already be aware of what vomiting is, I'm not going to describe it to you. But when you vomit, there is revulsion. There's a sense of disgust and loathing. Like, do you want God to be disgusted by you? Do you want to be spit out by God? Like, I'm sorry. No, uh, uh-uh. I, I, <laughs> I, that, that's not an end that I want for myself. So, um, that's just like a something to note. Like when you're lukewarm, you you can be spit out by God because God is disgusted with you because you're neither hot nor cold. You're neutral, yeah. and you want to remain that way, and and that's not. That's not good. So we're we're going we're going bullet point by the with these indicators because they're so very important. Um, that's why we're going one by one. We're going down the list of these because I want you guys to have a full explanation why these are indicators. And so, um, Skya, did you want to add on anything to that? Yeah. Um, what you're talking about, spit out. I was just thinking about Goldilocks. You know, <laughs> he tried the different porridges, and it's like the one that's cold. Um, it's like you can tell when something is cold. You don't even got to try it. So when it's cold, it's like, I'm not even going to touch that. But when something's lukewarm, you can't always tell. You can feel a little warmth, but, you know, and you don't know if it's too hot or not. So you might try something that's lukewarm. It's like, ah, it's not it's not right. So you spit it back out. So that's what I was thinking of. And something that's hot, you know, it's like, oh, yeah, it's the right temperature. Feels good. And, you know, I was just thinking like the right, the right porridge in a sense. You know, uh, mm-hmm. sweet smelling flavor and it's the right temperature. So it's right. And so I was just thinking when you're riding that fence, it's not always a clear line that you are following completely your flesh and that you're solely, you know, following after God. It's not always evident until you kind of try the person, you know, try the spirit by the spirit. When you try the person, then it's like, okay, they're, they're riding that fence. And so that's why I came to mind when you said that. Mm, yeah. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. And then uh, this is number six. They they twist the word of God to justify sin. Mm. Mm. Number seven. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I feel like that's a whole nother topic. So. Yes. <laughs> yes, that, yes, that is a whole nother topic. Um, okay, number seven. <laughs> they like to claim to be non-judgmental. Okay. <sighs> as you know, the, the, here's the thing. As a believer, 
you know, you're not supposed to be judging people. Uh, but there's a difference between like being non-judgmental and claiming to be non-judgmental. Because most people who claim to be non-judgmental are being judgmental. That's just what I believe. And then number eight, they care more about what others think rather than what God thinks. So this is like a people pleaser. I'm a people pleaser. It kind of ties together with number seven a little bit, but you are a people pleaser. You only care about what others think of you, uh, what what kind of clothes you wear, what kind of vehicle you drive. You're like, I know that this people will get this kind of reaction if I do this. And so therefore I'm going to act this way. So um, anybody want to speak on that? Um, yeah, I want to speak on that. I also wanted to touch on the the judge the judgmental aspect as well, because okay. that one, I feel like that's a topic on its own in a way, because I think that a lot of people have misconceptions about what it actually means to be judgmental, um, because as believers, you know, you hear sometimes it's okay for you to judge the believer, but you can't judge the unbeliever. Um, and so I also think about the scripture, if they have a thorn, you know, in their eye, or if you're trying, basically, if you're trying to correct someone's behavior, I don't have a scripture at the time. You're trying to correct someone's behavior. Make sure that you don't have a problem on your own. So take out the thorn out of your eye before you try to take out the thorn out of somebody else's eye. And so that's not saying don't try, don't acknowledge what they're doing is wrong. That's saying make sure that you are in a place to correct somebody in that area. You know, and then some people might consider that being judgmental, but as a believer, we're representing Christ and we're one body. So if part of the body is not representing God well, then we need to make sure that we acknowledge that. And you got to acknowledge it from a perspective of love. And sometimes it requires getting the elders of the church to get involved. Um, and so I think that's important for us to remember as believers, we are one body. So we need to make sure that our body looks like Jesus. Okay. So um, that's something that I wanted to say about that. And um, what was the other point that you mentioned? Um, so that was, you were talking about being non-judgmental, but number eight was they care more about what others think rather than what God thinks. Yes. So for this one, you know, I just think about somebody who wants to look like the world. They don't want to stand out. And so I've seen that a lot with believers, you know, they don't want to be single out for doing things a different way or being different or not getting involved with, you know, what other people around them are doing. But as Christians, we are called to be set apart. And right. so, you know, they don't want to be seen in that way. They want to blend in and you can't blend in when you're following Jesus Christ, we're the light of the world, we're the salt of the earth, you know, um, a light on the hill cannot be hidden. So we can't be hidden when you're following Jesus Christ. It's just not the way that goes. If you're hidden, you're most likely, you know, riding that fence that we talk about being lukewarm. Right, right, right. There's a, there's a, a great weight that lifts off for you when you don't care about what other people are thinking about you and you only care about what God thinks about you, because I don't think people realize how much stress that puts on them to always be trying to please other people around them. And 
when you are only seeking God's face and like what God wants for you and how God looks at you, it, it's such a huge weight that lifts off of you. And it's like a freedom with that as well. It's a beautiful thing. Yes, absolutely. So true. I know that from personal experience. Yeah. <laughs> when I stopped caring about what anyone thought about me and then, you know, I, I felt so much better and I felt like I knew myself way more than I ever have before. There was a, there was a level of knowledge of who I was, you know, uh, at that time. And anyways, I, that, that's really, that's really good though. Um, and it's so true. And then number nine, they only give time to God one day out of the week. Ooh. And I think that, uh, that one day out of a week, uh, on Sunday, like this is the day that I go to church and I give God about uh, two to three hours of my time. And then I just go about the rest of my day. That That is what I'm talking about. I try to, to seek God as often as I can. And, and sometimes those days get the better of me. But uh, one day out of the week is not enough. What That's what I've discovered. It's not enough. One day out of the week is not enough. <laughs> especially in this day and age. So what do you guys have to say ab- about that bullet point? But then I also want to say something about um, worship. What was the question you said? The praying? One a day. Like, just, oh, yeah, one praying day. once a day or something. Once a week or something like that. One day so for, yeah, for me, honestly, um, prayer is something that is my day-to-day life because I need it. I need to be able to connect with God because when I, if I find myself not praying, um, I skip a day and I haven't talked to God. I start, you allow the enemy to start messing with you, you know, Mm -hmm. it's like, I need to be ready at all times because I know the enemy is ready to attack me on things because God has a lot placed inside of me. So I'm always trying to get closer to God every day. So whatever the enemy throws at me, I'm ready to attack it, you know? And Mm -hmm. I feel like when you're when you're when you stay ready, you don't have to get ready. Yeah. So anytime those attacks come, like, hey, I'm staying ready because I, 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 hey, I got God on speed dial. I'm talking to God all the time because I already up. know that's, that's I need him. <laughs> I need him. Oh, all the time. I need him. I need him. I need him. You know, you know, it's like I'm not going to go out here and fight by myself when I know I got God to fight with me, you know. So mm. that's why I need to to pray and seek God's face because he keeps me sane. He keeps me going. He gives me direction. He allows me to not lose my mind, you know, and he keeps me going. So it's like, I need God to survive. I need God so I can live, you know, in a happy, fulfilling life because without him, who knows what will happen? So yeah. Casey, I'm so glad that you brought that up. Because um, that's another thing when you think about it, you um, spending time with God, that is a personal experience for everyone. And everyone has a, um, you know, unique relationship with God. So it's not the same for everybody. And I think that's important. God communicates to us in different ways because we communicate with each other in different ways. So he knows how to talk to us. He knows how to um get us to move when we need to move and be still when we need to be still. So he knows how to interact with us. And the more I talk to people, the more I can kind of get a little 
a glimpse of how God communicates with them. He's like, um, and so um, I hear stories about that. It's like, I'm stubborn. So, you know, God talks to me like this, you know? And so I think, um, you know, that's, that's personal. And so when I think about that, it's not going to look the same for everybody. And I think that's important for us to remember. And like you said, spending time with him because you want to be ready. And I think about our armor, the armor of God. When you have the armor of God, you're ready. And so just as you mentioned, like I'm, sp you're spending time with him. Um, so, you know, you're ready when the attack comes. And so having our full armor of God, that prepares us for an attack. So even if you are not, um, you know, talking to him as often as you would like, do you have your full armor on, your helmet of your salvation, your breastplate of righteousness, your belt girder with the truth, your plant firmness, your feet planted firmly with the gospel, uh, with peace, mm -hmm. and your sword, which is the word of God. So do you have your full armor on so that when the attacks come, you're ready for it? You know, um, so I always think about that because I remember a preacher was mentioning, like, if you were struggling in this area, like the enemy is attacking you in this area, and maybe because that's an area in the spirit where you're naked, if you feel like you're not saved or like he's attacking that area, then maybe you don't have your helmet of salvation on. You don't mm -hmm. realize that you truly are saved because you believe in Jesus Christ, you know? And so he was just mentioning that, you know, are you the righteousness? You're the righteousness of God through Jesus Christ, right? So if you feel like that's the area he's attacking you, maybe you don't have that breastplate on. So we got the spirit, you know, and we got the natural, right? And so sometimes people are naked in the spirit world, but they, you know, fully clothed in the natural world. So mm. I just thought about that. It's important, you know, you're spending time with him, but also do you have your armor on so that when yeah. the attack comes, you can dodge it? Yeah. And um, then also I wanted to say one thing. Uh, so today on TJ Jake's message, uh, apparently something was going on in the audience where a guy was having a difficult time. I don't really know the details, but he was mm -hmm. having a difficult time. And then he began to uh, tell us to point towards the, to the man. And then he prayed for, he was praying for him. Mm -hmm. And he was also saying that, you know, people need to realize that, you know, you know, prayer is powerful and you don't ha always have to fast for three days before you do something and things like that. Fasting is good and we should fast, you know, seek God's face but mm -hmm. it's like if you always have a relationship with God and it's like hey Lord I'm always I already have a relationship with you you know and I care about other people you know and if I go to you and I'm praying for someone else you'll hear what I'm saying you know and mm -hmm. if it's aligned with the will of God he'll do it for you because mm -hmm. you're in constant you know relationship with God but yeah. you don't want to be like, oh, well, you start praying to God for something. He's like, who are you? Exactly. I'm like, well, I talk to you. You know, it's like, hey, uh -uh. Yes. so I don't only just pray for myself. I pray for other people, too, because at the end of the day, if anybody that needs my help, a stranger on the street that I see and God calls me to do something, I need to be in the place where I need to be in order to do what God tells me to do so he can work through me. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. Um, that that's really good, Casey, and that's so true. And being in a constant relation, you know, this is the this is the last bullet point for as an indicator in reference to indicators. The last bullet point is they have no desire to go 
deeper with God. And so you were talking about how, you know, how when you have, are in constant relation with God, you, you've already reached that deeper place. And so therefore, more miracles can happen because you're in that deeper place. You're, you're, you're not as naked. Right, Skya, you're not. You may in the, in the spiritual realm, you you probably got the full armor on, and you and you're ready to go. You're on go, and so in the natural, you you're on go. So you're ready for anything that God directs your way uh, to do. And so this is our topic: going deeper, deeper. They have no desire to go deeper with God. So what is, what does going deeper with God look like? Yeah, um, I wanted to talk about from my personal experience. Um, so I remember I was spending a lot of time with God before I got a job. You know, I was um, just spending almost all day with him, like just talking to him while I cleaned and cooked, while I, you know, read his word, while I watched TV. I did everything. I was just constantly talking to God. And um, then when I got a job, I started to feel guilty about the lack of time that I had to spend with him. And I was really starting to beat myself up because I'm, I'm like, I have such a desire to talk to God and just be with him like I was before, but I have to work now. And then, um, you know, and when I was single, it was the same way, but then I got in a relationship. And so my time kept being, you know, divided. Um, and that happens when you get in a relationship, you know, um, and that happens when you get a job, etc. Your time gets divided. And, um, you know, there's a scripture that mentioned uh, 1 Corinthians 7. I mentioned it's like, um, there's a difference between a wife and a virgin and a married woman cares for the things of the Lord, that she may be holy both in body and spirit. But she does marry care for the things of the world, how she may please her husband. And basically, you know, what they're saying, like, when somebody is in a relationship, their time is a little divided. But when you're single, you can focus entirely on God. And when you don't have a job, you can focus entirely on God. But as life um, gets busy, your time gets divided. So you gotta make sure that you balance it properly. And so I was beating myself up. And I remember I went to church and um, someone prophesied over me and it was like, you're too hard on yourself. And I was like, what? <laughs> um, it was like, you're too hard on yourself on yourself when you spend when you have time to spend time with God you spend time with God you know God knows your desire to spend with him he knows what you're willing to give up for him how much you love him and so that was really really comforting to me because you know I didn't share that with anyone but God knew exactly the word that I needed to hear at that time so when I heard that word I started to feel like okay you know God knows that I love him he knows I have a relationship with him that is, he's the most important to me. He's my all in all. So he knows that. And so I started to let a few things go because I had that comfort knowing that he knows who I am. And so if he reassured me that he's writing my story and he knows my, he knows me and my, my desires to please him, then I can rest assured knowing that, you know, I'm giving him my time when I can give him my time the way I want to. And mm -hmm. so um, I think that that is really important for us to remember the difference between the two. Do you have that desire 
or are you just someone who thinks of him like as an afterthought? Mm. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. That's healthy. <laughs> yes. Going deeper. Going deeper with God. The the subtopic was ready, aim, fire. And the reason why I'm reiterating the ready, aim, fire is because in the ready process, you're acknowledging the fact that there is a issue. You are you're ready, you're getting ready for another step. And so this is a moment in which you're beginning, you're acknowledging that you may be lukewarm and because you may be lukewarm, you're willing to be open with God. You're, you're beginning to be willing to seek God's face. You're beginning and willing to sacrifice and you're also willing to change. So that is the readying process. Acknowledging the fact that you have a problem and you and you there those indicators really touched your pulled your heartstrings and so you're readying you're readying yourself because the next step is to aim and this these are all steps to getting deeper by the way so just by you acknowledging the fact that you may be lukewarm you're going deeper right now as we're speaking, you're going deeper because you're acknowledging the fact and you're trying to figure out how you can get out of that. So that brings us to that aiming aspect. So aiming is when you set your mind to things of God. So uh, in Romans 8, um, this is 5, 5 through 11. Um, and I'm reading out of the NIV, but I wanted to share this because I, I found this this morning I was like reading, <laughs> I was trying to figure out, you know, what to talk about. And this came. And so this is in Romans 8, uh, 5 through 11. It says, those who live according to the sinful nature have their mind set on what that nature desires. But those who live in accordance with the spirit have their mind set on what the spirit desires. The mind of sinful man is death. But the mind controlled by the spirit is life and peace. The sinful mind is hostile to God. It does not submit to God's law, nor can it do so. Those who, those controlled by the sinful nature cannot please God. You, however, are controlled not by the sinful nature, but by the spirit. If the spirit of God lives in you. And if anyone does not have the spirit of Christ, he does not belong to Christ. But if Christ is in you, your body is dead because of sin, yet your spirit is alive because of righteousness. And if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead is living in you, he who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through his spirit who lives in you. And I say this to say, we're setting our minds to things of God. When you do that, that's when the spirit can begin to lead you and guide you. And so you're being aimed in the direction of God. And that's when God can really back you up. When you say aim, what comes to my mind is someone, um, you know, like a runner, when they're getting ready to start for a, a race, 
um, planting their feet and getting in the right position and ready for that, that gunshot to take off. And I think about picking up your cross, someone who has that cross and they're standing up and they're lifting it on their shoulder and then they're preparing, they're planting their feet to walk this walk forever. And so that's just the image that came to my mind. So are you in that position? Are you ready? Are you aimed where you have that cross on your shoulder and you're ready to walk this walk forever? Mm -hmm. So good. And I just want to add, I don't, I don't want people to feel like they have to be at this extreme point in their lives in order to not be a lukewarm Christian. And I I feel like when I was younger, before I really became fully committed, I was intimidated by the standard of being a Christian and all of the things that I had to be in order to walk that walk. And when I stopped thinking about everything that I, I had to be in order to be a follower of Christ. And I just said, yes to God. It's like, are you in the position where you are like, yes, Lord, I want you to be Lord of my life. Jesus Christ is my savior. I trust you. I've been doing this thing long enough and I haven't gotten to the point where I need to be. I need you. And you're like, Lord, here I am. And you allow the Lord to come into your heart. He'll begin to work on the things that you have flaws in and gradually you'll be in the place where you need to be but all you have to do is say yes because God will get you ready Mm. all you have to do is be willing yeah Mm. absolutely that's That's healthy that's that's good that's good oh wow oh my goodness that's good fire we mm-hmm. got to talk about the fire because fire mm-hmm. is a beautiful thing. And um, fire. So we did the ready. Now we're aiming. And now we're about to go off. Okay. Mm-hmm. We're at fire. <laughs> so we'll do fire on uh, the next the next one. We'll do part two and we'll be doing fire. Mm-hmm. So listen, listen, kingdom. We've talked about those 10 indicators Um, that you may be lukewarm. And we kind of segued into the second uh, subtopic that we wanted to talk about, which was the ready, aim, and fire. So we spoke about being ready and we spoke about aiming. The last part, the fire aspect, will be coming on the next episode. So we want you guys to tune in for that because it's going to be amazing and it's gonna uh bring a lot of things in perspective so i hope that this this message um really you know helped you in in some way shape or form because we talked about a lot (laughs) and i i hope i hope that it was helpful i definitely hope that it was helpful don't forget that you are the salt of the earth but if the salt loses its saltiness how can it be made salty again it is no longer good for anything except to be thrown out and trampled underfoot. All right, y'all. Don't forget that, that to stay salty. And I just want to also just say one last thing as well. Um, we have a Facebook page. Woo! 
yay. We now have a Facebook page, y'all. So please uh, follow us on Facebook at Kingdoms, uh, Kingdom Sister Radio. And uh, we've we already made a few posts already. Um, there you can leave comments. You can provide feedback. Uh, you can interact with us more. We're planning on posting a lot more stuff in the future. Um, but again, this is just something small, but it's about to expand. Okay. Like TD Jake said today, something small, but it's expanding. So we're in the process. Uh, we're going through expansion right now. So please um, visit us on our Facebook page. Also, you can connect with us on uh, connect at kingdomsistersradio.com. Uh, be sure to check out our podcast, of course, on Anchor FM and on Spotify. But we want to thank you all for listening. And we're going to see you guys next time.